Okay, let's try it again. Daf Yochel Menalaf. We just said Shmuel. Shmuel says Halachic Dever Hameke Ba'Avil. We continue as follows. Pinchas Achud de Mar Shmuel Itra Milta. So Pinchas, the brother of Mar Shmuel Itra Milta, means something bad happened to him. It's a euphemism for saying that somebody in his family died. Al Shmuel LeMishal Time Amine. So Shmuel went up LeMishal Time Amine. Literally means like to ask a reason from him, but it means to visit him. Did even Achim Avil. He saw his nails, his fingernails, that were uh, like grown large, like they were long. So we just talked about this, right, about uh, fingernails. He said, why did you not remove your fingernails? Why didn't you cut your nails? Amrle says, what? Why? He says, what? If it would, it would be um, by him, meaning by you, if you would have... Uh, in the experience of being an Avelut, would you have been mezalzel so much to cut your fingernails? Like you wouldn't have denigrated like, sort of like the dead or the experience by cutting your fingernails. So why are you uh, getting on my, you know, why are you on my back about it? Anyhow, so uh, it says, Havai kishkaga sheyosef milifnei shalit. So that statement that he made that, you know, like, if it would happen to you, that's like a, a, a shkaga, a mistake, that comes up before the leader. Meaning the, that, that phrase also, it's a phrase which means sometimes a person of great stature would say something. They don't mean it as like a prediction or something would actually happen. But you know what? Once they say it, it happens. So look what happened. Ve'itra uh, be'milta be'shmuel. So... So uh, Shmuel also then had a, uh, a tragedy. Okay, so he also had somebody in his family die, just as sort of uh, Pinchas had uh, suggested. But, but, al Pinchas achur l'mishal time So Pinchas came, Pinchas' brother came to see how he was doing, or to check out to do Mimenachem Avil, and shaklinu l'tufre, chavtinu l'ape. So he took off his fingernails, he cut his fingernails, not completely, right? He, he, he trimmed his fingernails and threw in his face. It's pretty, like, pretty harsh. Okay, so Shmuel throws his fingernails in the face of Pinchas. Amrlei, he said to him, let lach brit krutalisvatayim. Don't you hold that there is such a thing that there's a covenant made for the lips? To Amr of Yochne minayin shabrit krutalisvatayim. For only know that there's a covenant uh, uh, established for the lips. Shenemar, it says, Vayomar Abraham el ne'arav shvula champoi machamor v'ani v'anar nachad kov v'neshach v'neshuv alechem. So what, what happens? Parsha Shavua. The Avram says to his ne'arim, or from what up, Yitcherim and Aleph, about uh, 12 lines down. Okay? He says, um, you know, to the, he says, so he says to the, to, the, to the ne'arim, the servants, stay here with the uh, with the donkey, and I and the child, right, the young boy, will go, will bow down, and we'll come back to you. Now, it's very strange that he says we'll come back to you because Avram's plan at that moment is to sacrifice Yitzchak, it seems. But, nonetheless, he tells the Ne'arim he's bringing it back. Now, you can say, well, he only said that because it would be very fishy if he says, I'll come back, because they'd be like, where are you going? Are you going to go kill him? Like, <laughs> why are you going to come back alone? So it's not like he's saying necessarily, but that's the idea. Brit Krutalas Fatai means... You know, a great man says it, and so be it, right, as it were. Okay? So Shmuel says to, to Pinchas, why are you talking that way? Why are you saying things to me like as though, oh, if you would be an Avelut, boom, I'm an Avelut. Right? Um, and it, it turns out, he says, it turns out that they both came back. And that's what he's saying about the, about the Akedah. They both came back, both Avram and Yitzhak come back. So, anyhow... And that discussion, Savramine, he thought to say that the yad in the regalo, that the hands, yes. When it comes to hands, you can trim your fingernails. But the regal, your toenails, maybe you wouldn't be allowed to uh, 
you wouldn't be allowed to uh, to take to take them off. Rashi says. Um, Rashi is much higher up. He says, He thought maybe you're allowed to remove, to cut your fingernails because it's gross. Your fingernails, people can see that. They grow all gnarly and stuff. But your toenails, who really notices your toenails? You know, like they have to get really bad before people notice those. So maybe you wouldn't be allowed to do that. Okay? So Amar Ravanam Bar Tachlifa, Lididim Efarshali Mine de Shmuel, Ravanam Bar Tachlifa said it was explained to me by Shmuel, no, Loshna de Yav, Loshna de Regal. Doesn't make a difference. Either way, both fingernails and toenails are permissible to remove during Avelut. Okay? Amar Rav, Chia Bar Ashi, Amar Rav, Ubeginustera Asur. But with a Ganustera, a Ganustera is a Kli that's made specifically for nail cutting, like some type of scissors or like a, you know, nail clippers, that will be prohibited. Okay, so you can, yes, you can trim your, th- your nails, but he's saying you can't do it in a typical way, in a normal way. Okay. Um, Rav Shem Bar-Abba said, Okay, I was uh, sitting, I was standing before Rav Yochanan in the base measures on Cholomoe. Okay, and again, remember Cholomoe and Avelot, we're seeing have very sort of similar rules, right? He removed his fingernails with his teeth, meaning he kind of like bit his nails. And he threw them on the ground. Okay, kind of a good times a little gross, but nonetheless. I learned three things from that. First thing I learned is you're allowed to trim your nails on Cholomoy. And the second thing I learned is that it's not, they're not considered to be disgusting, meaning to throw them on the ground in the base measure isn't considered to be disgusting. You're allowed to learn there and things like that. Ushmamina, butarlas or kami. Also, no, you're allowed to throw them. Maybe you can throw them on the ground. Kamar says, Aini, is that so? Beatanya, but we learned in the Braita, Shlosha, Dvarim, Nam, Rebutipur, Nayim. There are three special things we learned about about nails. Hakovran, Tzadik. A person who buries them is a Tzadik. Sorfan, Chasid. If you burn them, you're even more pious. And Zorkan, if you throw them on the floor, Rasha, you're evil. You're evil to throw them on the floor. Why? Time am I. What's the reason? Because maybe a pregnant woman will walk over them and she'll uh, miscarry. So apparently there's some uh, mystical connection between uh, walking on fingernails and miscarrying, but that seems to be the concern. So why would Rabbi Yochanan be allowed to throw the, uh, his fingernails on the floor of the Beis Medrash? So Mar says, no, The woman in the Beis Medrash is not commonly found. The women aren't in the Beis Medrash. Right? So therefore, you don't have to be worried. You're going to pray. Well, why would you be worried about pregnant women walking fingernails on the base measures? There's no reason to think a woman will come there. But you might say, well, some people gather together, all the, like they sweep up in the base measures and they sweep up the fingernails, right? And then they throw them outside, like into the garbage. So then the, the nails will all, so it's really your fault. And you put these garbage, these nails on the ground and they end up on the street and then a woman can walk in the street and, 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 uh, and walk over them. No. Came into Ishtine, Ishtine. Once they changed, they changed. Meaning, once they changed their location, the effect of the finger, the nails, no longer has the same effect. I don't really know how it has the effect in the first place. So, whatever effect the fingernails have, you walk down their fingernails for the woman who's, uh, what's it called, who's uh, um, pregnant, it doesn't have the same effect once you move them. Okay. Now, I'm Rabbi Dumbarab. Rabbi quotes Rab saying as follows Zug ba mechamatan Rabbi. There was a uh, pair that came. Um, from Chamatan before Rebbe. Umar Zutra Matne Zugba Mechamatan Lifne Rebbe. Umar Zutra also taught a pair came before Mechamatan before Rebbe. Ubiqshu Menu Tsipur And they asked from him Tsipur Meaning they were asking the questions like, what's the halacha about Tsipur Naim, about, about fingernails? Vihitur Lahem. And he permitted Vimbiqshu Menu Safa. And if they would have asked him about mustaches, like, can you trim your mustache? Hitur Lahem. He also, uh, 
um, permitted it. Okay, I mean he would have, he would have permitted it. But Shmuel Amar Akpik Shemina Sapa. Shmuel said no. He they did ask him about about the about the mustache. And he actually did. So it's not like a theoretical. They actually he actually did uh, do it. Rash explains Kilamar. Um, Meaning, this is the question about a velut or a bell cholamor when it comes to the, to, the, to the mustache. It's a question in general. Can you like shave your mustache like with a razor? Is the bal tashchit ta'atz kanecha? Is it like shaving your face where you can't do it with a razor? So he would have said, no, the mustache is excluded. You're allowed to do that, right? You're allowed to have uh, trimming the mustache. Okay. Um, so like I guess like the Amish look would be permissible, right? So Amar Abitul Safra Mishmeder. So Abitul Safra said before Rav, Safa Mizavit Lizavit. When it comes to a mustache, you can go from corner to corner, meaning from one end of the mouth to the other end of the mouth. Okay, that's where you can do it. Rashi says because it can prevent you from eating and drinking because you get too long. It's like you know. You drink a little, you know, drink something that gets in your mustache or whatever, it gets in your food. Uh, so it's permissible. Rabbi Ami said, yeah, that's only true if it's a uh, mustache that's actually getting in your way. Okay, it's only getting in your way. Rabbi Ami says, for me, it's like a safa me'akevet. Rashi says, I'm very sensitive. I find it very irritating, the whole mustache thing, and therefore, I find the whole thing to be like me'akevet. It holds me back from eating comfortably and being comfortable, so I just think you can get rid of the whole thing. Okay? Fine. So that's one statement of Abitol Safra, this person who doesn't come up very much in Shas. Once we give one statement, we'll give another statement of his. Paro, okay, so this is a statement about Paro. This is a very strange statement about Paro. Paro shayabi me Moshe, the Paro of the Moshe's time. Because remember, there were the Paros, you know, in Yosef's time. There were Paros in the times of the Nevi'im, in Malachim, from Malachim. So the Paro of Moshe's time. Hu ama uz kano ama upamash tako ama. excuse me. He was an Amatal. Okay, I think an Amah is like an foot and a half or so. He's an Amatal. His beard was an Amalon. Upamash tako, and his... Uh, male organ, okay, sexual organ, was ama bezeret, one ama and a zeret. A zeret is from thumb to, to pinky, okay, it's called a span in English. He is bigger. Presumably, there's like some type of uh, the image here is that like he was sort of, you know, his whole, like his body is relatively small, but his sexual appetite, let's say, was very, very large, something like that. Probably some, some type of, you know, comment about that. The kayemash and emar, which fulfills what it says, vishafal anashim yakim alea. Like the lowering of man will overcome it. Okay, something like that. Okay. Now, the Amar Avitu. Oh, sorry, I just did that. Uh, yeah, the Amar Avitu Safer Moshe the Rav. So Avitu Safer has one more statement. Parosh Avimei Moshe Amgushi Haya. He was an Amgushi. Um, one second. So what does that mean? Um, Amgushi, I think, means that he was like a sorcerer. Okay. Shneimar says he neyot say hamaimani. Behold, he was going out to the water. I guess that's where he would do his. Like witchcraft and stuff. Okay. Fine. That takes the end of that point. So, okay, so that was a little tiny agadita about that point just because of Vitul Safra, but anyhow, we discussed the issue of fingernails. Now we move along. These are people who can do um, uh, laundry on, on the Moed, the people who come back from traveling overseas. Um, so we saw this earlier that somebody who only has one garment is allowed to wash that garment on Cholomoe. 
So major Rabbi Yirmiya, Rabbi Yirmiya asks Kasha based on our Mishnah. It says Eidu Mechabzim B'Moyed Habam Dina Tayam B'Chulei. Says these are the people who can get uh, do laundry. The person who comes from overseas, etc. Meaning, we need to hold list of the four people. The Hani in these people, yes. So some, apparently, somebody who only has one garment is not allowed to. Meaning, if the Mishnah wanted to include somebody who owns in one garment, they could have included them on the list. They didn't include them on the list, so you must be wrong, Rabbi Yochanan. So I'm like Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Yirmiya. Rabbi Yaakov said, uh, uh, Rabbi Yirmiya, as for Allah I'll explain to you the Mishnah. He says, no, the Mishnah means. That even though the person has two garments and they get dirty, you're, those people on the list are allowed to wash the garments. But there's a separate concern, which is a person only has one garment, certainly is allowed to. Just the mission was concerned about that guy. Of course, that guy's allowed to do his wash. It's the, the, the mission is talking about people who have more than one garment. But these individuals are still allowed to do it. Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Yaakov Bar Giyuri Mishmed Rabbi Yochanan says, oh sorry, Shalach Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Giyuri Mishmed Rabbi Yochanan. So Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Yaakov Bar Giyuri sent in the name Rabbi Yochanan. Clay pishtan mutar lechavz al cholamoid. A linen garment you're allowed to launder on cholamoid. Okay. So metiv rabba rabba asakasha. We'll just go to the, to the mishnah in the next moment. Okay. So metiv rabba rabba asakasha mit pachot hayadaim mit pachot hasfarim hasaparim. Excuse me. Now we learned this already actually that the um, like the towel, like hand towels, and the towels used by barbers. Those you're allowed to wash on cholamoid, which implies hani in clay pishtan lo, which sounds like only those things are allowed, but linen things aren't allowed. Again, whenever you have these lists, they don't they seem to be all inclusive, so they're leaving off these things. So Rabbi Yochanan, you keep adding things that aren't on the lists. She says no. Um, so Amrli Abaye says no. Matnitin afilodish armane. So Abaye says no. The mist is talking about even other mater- other materials. That's what, I mean, Charmine, excuse me, other materials, that's what's permissible. What Rabbi Yochanan is saying is that very, that uh, all clay pitched in our love. Okay. Amar Bar Hidaya, Bar Hidaya said, Lididi Chazuli Yama Shal Teveria. So he said, I saw by the Sea of Teveria, what's the Sea of Teveria? So we call that Yam Kineret, right? Uh, Teveria is right by Yam Kineret. Demafkila Meshichle Demane Kitna Bechola Demoada. I saw, I saw people. Taking um, all these, uh, all these, uh, what's it called? Like uh, baskets full of uh, of uh, linen on cholamoid. Everyone's doing their wash on cholamoid of the linen things. So Matri Bla Baye, so Baye asks Akasha, Man Lemelan de Baratun Chachamim Abde. Diamashalab Baratun Chachamim Abde. Abbas says, Who told you that they were doing that uh, with the will of the, or the, you know, the approval of the Chachamim. Maybe they were doing it without the approval of the Chachamim. Maybe just to give you a sense of what's happening there. Right, so we had the question, um, Rabbi Yochanan said that you can wash all clay pishtan, linen garments you can wash on Cholomoed. Okay, we said, well, it doesn't seem to be right because of all the mitpachot, the other case, the case about the mitpachot, those things you can wash, but not necessarily with linen. So Abayi defends Rabbi Yochanan, says, no, 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 no. He meant, when the, when the, when the bride was saying about the Saparim, it meant, all materials. Rabbi Yochum was talking only about clay pishtan. Ah, so then to support him, Baradaya said, oh, but I had this incident. I can show you that people people always used to wash down by the Yam Kinneri. They would wash the linen garments. So that supports Abayi's reading. But Abayi is intellectually honest. So he says, no, I can't accept that as a proof in my favor because it could be that people were hanging out by the, by the Kinneri and washing their laundry, but maybe they were doing it inappropriately. So you don't know that they were doing the right thing. So that's important. Uh, that's a good lesson about uh, making arguments, right? You can, I mean, just because someone makes an argument in your favor doesn't mean you should accept it. If you're intellectually honest, you have to know, we have to recognize what's a good proof and what's not necessarily a legitimate proof. So Rabbi still maintains his opinion, but he doesn't accept that uh, attempt to prove him correct. Okay, we'll stop there.